Hello and welcome to the Leadership Well podcast and radio program where we empower learning, leading, and living well in conversation with guests. Information and recordings are available at the Leadership Well Center, leadershipwell.com. Thank you for tuning in. Hello and welcome to the Leadership Well audio program. I'm Natalie Butto-Wills, your producer and host. I recently participated in a panel at the Association of Corporate Council annual meeting, and the topic was about integrating pro bono, corporate social responsibility, and sustainability, and very interesting conversation with several panelists. And so today we'll be speaking with a couple of folks and sharing their insights. First, Alyssa Saunders led this group, brought together the group, instrumental in the conversation. She is the director of the Corporate Pro Bono at the Pro Bono Institute. So welcome, Alyssa. Thank you, Natalie. So you had the task of bringing together this interesting group of panelists in a virtual conference world. What were some of the insights that you had during this process about this idea of integrating CSR, pro bono, and sustainability? Well, first of all, thanks so much for having me on your podcast. And thank you again for participating in that panel. I thought we had a terrific discussion and were really able to bring together a variety of viewpoints, getting to hear from you as a leadership expert and former in-house counsel and having a academic perspective as well was a terrific addition to the panel, as well as we got to hear from in-house counsel, Entergy, PNC, and the new GC of the DC Green Bank. And so that represented a a mix of small and large law departments. And I think the message overall was that it is absolutely doable to integrate pro bono into your larger corporate plan for corporate social responsibility and sustainability. Legal departments, big and small, uh, have an important role to play within the company. And it's great to think about ways that they can engage with the broader company, uh, integrate with those broader values, and use their unique legal skills to serve their communities while enhancing the reputation of the company at large. So I, I thought that it was a, a terrific discussion and, and really you know, highlighted many of the ways that departments can think about integrating their programs. Yes, indeed, various perspectives on this. And some might know or be very familiar with pro bono and the idea of attorneys doing volunteer type project, you know, incorporating the, the law and also may have ideas about sustainability. So how would you, how do you see sustainability and the connection between sustainability and pro bono? 
Sure. So I'll, I'll start with talking a little bit about in-house pro bono. I think you're absolutely right that not everyone is even familiar with the fact that um, many legal departments do engage in pro bono activities. I think in the law firm world, it's much more commonly known that, especially among the larger law firms, um, they have more established pro bono programs and have been incorporating that work into their firms um, for many years. Um, the nonprofit that I work for, Pro Bono Institute, was founded initially with a focus on law firms and increasing access to justice through law firm Pro Bono. Um, and then in 2000, we expanded our mission to include in-house Pro Bono with the development of the Corporate Pro Bono Project, which is the project that I now direct. Um, and that project is focused on being a resource for legal departments, as well as Association of Corporate Counsel chapters that want to build or expand their pro bono programs. Um, and we have helped hundreds of companies and chapters along the way over the past two decades, from building pro bono programs from scratch to forming meaningful partnerships with law firms and legal service organizations, providing lots of resources, trainings, and materials um, to these companies. Um, and we've certainly been um, encouraged by what we've seen. Uh, we have a corporate pro bono challenge initiative, which is a benchmark for in-house pro bono, whereby a general counsel or chief legal officer commits their department to the aspirational goal that 50% of the legal department will participate in pro bono annually. Um, and that's really become the, the key metric for in-house legal departments, uh, participation metric, moving away from the, the hours metrics that are much more common in the law firm sector. And our signatories are asked to participate in a survey every year. And, you know, again, we are very encouraged to see that our responding signatories a majority of them are meeting that aspirational goal of 50% participation by their attorneys and legal staff. Um, so I think, you know, given that, it certainly behooves companies to think about, you know, how can they integrate the work that they're doing in the legal department with the broader work of the company at large. And that's where I think this idea of sustainability was so interesting and why we were uh, interested in organizing this panel, um, because we certainly hear out of the business community, their increasing focus on sustainability, on creating value by doing good. And that was something that our, our panelists talked about as well. And so thinking about you know, how pro bono can be a part of that. Interesting, yeah. And as I think about it, the idea really that with pro bono with attorneys, that it's kind of inherent in our profession, really. You know, with in law school, how law students will will participate in clinics and often, you know, doing good in the community. And it's something with bar associations to report every year about the pro bono that we do. And and I think about it like in terms of other professions, and that's not necessarily the case in other professions of, of having the, you know, those reporting. And so it's almost inherent, I believe, in the idea that you know, the people that go to law school is the idea of service and the idea of justice. Part of this program and part of the idea of being conscious counsel is that attorneys do play an important 
role. And it is really part of the nature, really, of the profession to to be servants and to be involved in justice and to be involved in what's good for, for the community. And so it's, it's interesting, you know, what you do, because it's bringing in a broader level. And, you know, some people might think either lawyers or companies are not necessarily people who do good, but certainly they are. And again, you know, in that profession, part of the nature of it and the fact that companies can do as good as well. And here is a way, you know, that you're bringing that together so that there's a, a process to make it easier, really, for corporate attorneys to engage in pro bono. Absolutely. I know when we talk about in-house pro bono, of course, there's the focus on the benefit to the community. There are so many people who don't have access to legal services. And sometimes uh, we hear from in-house counsel saying, oh, you know, I don't have the training or I don't have the background in whatever the issue might be, uh, be it housing or family law or whatever the the needs are. But as an attorney, um, you have a unique skill set. You can get the training and you can offer your services to somebody who needs it. In 2017, um, the Legal Services Corporation reported that 86% of civil legal needs of low-income Americans are not being met. And so knowing that the need is that great for legal services it is such a, a critical motivator to engage more of the in-house bar in pro bono. Um, but as you know, pro bono also has tremendous benefits for both the employee individually and for the company as a whole. You know, many employees say that engaging in pro bono reminds them uh, why they became lawyers. You know, they they love what they do day to day, um, but getting to work with an individual client or um, with a, a a small business or a nonprofit can really be very impactful for the attorney as well. And uh, engaging in pro bono can, can build morale and allows for opportunities for teamwork across the department and sometimes even with others outside of the department as well, um, which can be a tremendous benefit both to, to the, the individual attorneys and staff participating as well as the department and company at large. Yes, it is a good point these kind of projects can be beneficial really all the way around. And I know something that I shared in the context of education as well. And so, so this can apply to attorneys, but it can also apply to companies in general or to students or anybody really in the sense that ideally there's a way of integrating so that a project can be beneficial for the community, but also for the professional and as a part of maybe professional development or leadership development. So doing so in a way that's actually in a, a real life project. And I know that's something that I, incorporated classes as well too and creates more engagement overall for for the people involved uh, for the employees more more team building so that's great right when you can and create kind of a win-win situation now when you were in law school i guess you're double harvard <laughs> undergrad yes law school <laughs> what were some of your aspirations and what uh, and what led you to this work sure so prior to going to law school, I had worked in the Manhattan DA's office as a paralegal. And so I think I initially came into law school with the view that I was going to pursue that type of career path. And I focused a lot on criminal law and um, government courses. And then um, when I was looking for a job after law school, um, I decided that I would 
try out working in a larger law firm, thought that I would explore an interest in doing white collar criminal work. And in that experience, you know, one of the first things that that really drew me in and that I really became passionate about um, in working in the firm setting was pro bono. Um, I happened to start in the legal field uh, right at the time of the great recession, um, started my my first job just a, at a law firm just a couple of days before uh, the Lehman fall, the crash. And so, uh, you know, it was a, a pretty crazy time and I think uh, was pretty un- unparalleled until until this this year. And so in that environment, um, as some of the regular work was slowing down, there was much more opportunity to start picking up pro bono work. And so I really sampled uh, a lot of different areas of pro bono from um, working on uh, prisoner civil rights cases to going into landlord tenant court, going into family court, working on on a divorce case working on appellate briefs and pro bono cases, really got to explore a lot of different interests. Um, And over the course of my career, I spent about um, 10 years in variety of firm settings. Um, One of the through lines for me about what I was truly passionate about was pro bono Um, and continued again to explore different interests. One of the areas that I became very passionate about was asylum and got to work with some incredible clients and with some incredible legal services organizations on uh, as my partners um, on those cases. Um, also did social security cases and uh, worked to support nonprofits um, and filed, uh, worked on filing uh, amicus briefs on behalf of nonprofits in response to um, some of the uh, policies of the current administration. Um, so really, it was a very wide variety of work on both the individual level of getting to work with individual clients, as well as being able to address some more you know, broader systemic issues by working with with nonprofits and and working on some of these amicus briefs. Um, and so again, that's just something that I I really felt very passionate about. And when the opportunity came up to direct the the corporate pro bono project for Pro Bono Institute. I was incredibly excited about it. Um, I wasn't as familiar with the world of in-house pro bono. And I think that getting to see the developments in that field um, over the past couple of years has just been tremendously exciting. There's so much great work that's already being done, um, but there is just such potential for, for more and for further growth given just the the number of companies and the number of in-house counsel that uh, we have, you know, both across the country as well as on a global scale. Well, yeah, it's quite a, a path or progression, and it's good when you're able to make your passion really your, your work. Because for a lot of people, doing things like pro bono or volunteering or things you're passionate about, you know, tends to be their, their side gig, right, or something they, they do. Um, on their own time, or maybe, you know, part of their work time, but, you know, you've converted that to make this uh, your focus, your actual, your day job. Exactly. I I really feel incredibly lucky to be in this role. Now, with with so many projects that have taken place or do take place and the potential, you know, that, that exists, 
how are, are people managing to do volunteering or to do pro bono in a uh, more virtual environment? So I think we've seen over the past few months that it's really possible um, to do nearly everything um, that the folks were doing in pre-pandemic times. It's, ta- it's certainly taken some time and there have been technology challenges and needs. Um, the Legal Services Corporation was able to give grant funds to many nonprofits that needed funding for technology, um, but there are, you know, still other organizations that, um, you know, have been working hard to convert what were, for example, formerly in-person clinics or court-based clinics um, to convert those to remote opportunities. But we've been certainly hearing about uh, you know, many opportunities that are available, be it again using uh, video conferencing or using uh, you know the simple phone to to offer you know clinic opportunities and offer services to clients on virtual basis, as well as doing uh, you know longer term uh, representations and projects as well. And I think certainly during this time, the racial justice protests have increased interest tremendously in doing pro bono to try to address some of the systemic racism that we see in our country. Um, Certainly from corporations, we've been hearing of increased interest in, in programs people can get involved with from PBI and Corporate Pro Bono, we have organized a few opportunities for companies uh, to learn about pro bono opportunities that are remote, um, be it the the Lawyers Committee uh, Election Protection Hotline, which is the national nonpartisan hotline um, designed to protect uh, voting rights. And uh, we had tremendous interest from companies that we work with in that program. More recently, uh, we hosted a program with the the National Association of Criminal Defense Lawyers um, who are looking for pro bono support on compassionate release cases. And that's another area um, where we've heard of a lot of interest, um, criminal justice issues um, more broadly from both the uh, corporate side as well as from law firms that PBI works with. And we've certainly been hearing from companies that are interested in doing work such as expungement clinics and, you know, hearing of those now um, going remote or again, um, working on uh, immigration cases. I mean, pretty much everything that uh, as the courts are, are learning more about going remote, you know, the the pro bono opportunities are following. Um, and then for, for non-court based um, pro bono opportunities, be it whether in clinics or, or research settings, you know, those, there's certainly opportunity to, to use technology to do those as well. Yeah, it's been good to see that how much is possible in the virtual environment. And being that's the case, that it actually makes it more possible to do more work, to do uh, to do more pro bono, or to make things more accessible 
So that is that is encouraging. And, you know, you talked about the kind of variety of pro bono and it's something that people people may not realize because maybe people think corporate pro bono and just think it's more business related. But you also were referencing really a wide variety of, uh, of issues that can be incorporated in corporate pro bono counsel as well, too. And this is, again, a model. It can be a model for really people who, whether they're attorneys or, or not attorneys. And, and I know that you have some good resources on your site, so I will share a link uh, on the podcast site as well. And one additional point I'll mention is actually an advantage of being remote is that you don't necessarily need to be exactly where the client is Mm -hmm. in order to serve them. And so um, I think especially for pro bono projects where the goal is to serve clients who might be in more remote areas or who just might be located in areas where there aren't as many lawyers, um, this is actually an opportunity for more people to be able to direct their time and, and services to where the need is. So long as, uh, you know, for example, uh, in uh, New York, um, shortly after the pandemic um, began, um, there was an effort to organize folks in New York in a, a coronavirus um, task force um, and directing pro bono services it could be that the concentration of lawyers is in New York City, but they're able to offer their services to folks upstate and around the state and the geographic distance you know, between the, the lawyer and the client um, isn't an issue when you're meeting remotely. Yes, it does make uh, access more available or yeah, more broadly, uh, broadly available. So any other insights that you'd like to share about current projects uh, of the Institute or insights about uh, sustainability? Sure, so a a couple of things that I'll mention is that a pro bono Institute is um, developing a racial justice toolkit for pro bono, um, which we'll be coming out with soon and that will have resources for both in-house legal departments as well as law firms who are looking to engage on racial justice issues through their pro bono program. Um, And we have a racial justice forum coming up as well, um, which will feature um, many uh, leaders in law um, talking about uh, issues um, relating to to the the challenges that, that we're seeing today. Um, one of our uh, corporate pro bono programs that will be coming up in a few months is Financial Institution Pro Bono Day, um, which is an effort to bring together the legal departments of financial institutions and their partner organizations um, to come together for a day of service. Um, so we are really excited about working on that program. And then we'll be uh, continuing to think about how we can support sustainability programs as well. I thought that the um, program um, that we just had at ACC's annual meeting was terrific. And I know we'll be looking at whether we can develop additional resources to support our legal departments that are thinking about how to better integrate their pro bono programs with the overall efforts of their companies. I think one of the the things that came up in our panel discussion was the United uh, Nations 
uh, sustainability uh, development goals, the SDGs, and thinking about how to connect um, pro bono to those goals. So that's one of the issues that we'll be looking at uh, more closely to see whether we can create additional resources to help support companies that are looking to do that type of work. Great resources and uh, is certainly something um, that did come up in the conversation and that that I also am an advocate for, and that is the idea of collaborating and, and of seeing what's already available out there, like what uh, the Institute is doing, because for a lot of people, you know, maybe they're interested in doing good or they're interested in, in volunteering or pro bono, and they don't necessarily need to start from scratch. There are resources that are available. And again, this can be a model for attorneys or, or for people who work in corporations, but really for anybody that um, is interested in doing that. These resources can, can be applied, I would imagine, or can be adapted, you know, these, these concepts cross-functionally collaborate as well too. So I will, uh, will share that. So thank you for your time and thank you for your leadership and, and, and for your service. Thank you for having me. Thank you for tuning in to the Leadership Well program. Information and recordings are available at leadershipwell.com.